sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, fools. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And I already lost him. All right. What? Are you there? This is Patrick Riccardi. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Uh, and this week we're doing... Oh, I forget the name. Let's we're doing... Talk. Singles Going Steady versus Pete Shelley Homo Sapien. I was starting to say it. R.I.P. Pete Shelley. Uh, just died recently. Uh, so were you familiar with the Buzzcocks and stuff before? Uh, familiar with some of it. And really familiar with one with the song I picked. Yeah, I think that's their their most beloved song. But uh, we'll go into it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just thought I don't know. I listened to Buzzcocks a lot growing up, um, and and Pete Shelley was, you know, he was really cool. He was he wrote really catchy songs, and I think like. It sound they sound so simple and like so so like he made them so easily, but then when you think about it, it's really hard to write that many catchy pop songs. Otherwise people would do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> which they don't. <laughs> um and singles going steady. I think most people would most fans would say that's their favorite Buzzcocks album, even though it's it's not a greatest hit, really, it's a compilation because it's the first side is uh, it's a bunch of singles, and the first side is the A sides, and the second side is the B sides. But uh, even the B sides are really good. Like if you didn't know, you wouldn't know which were A's and B's for the most part. Right. I didn't even realize this was a best of in any way. I thought it was one of their albums. Yeah. Um, it does have songs that weren't on some of their other albums. So it's but yeah, it's just like it's pretty great all the way through. It, but it's a collection of their very early stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, did they or did they not perform much longer after '79? They didn't perform much. They did a couple singles in '80, and then they stopped for you know decades, and then got I back see. together. Okay. And um, yeah, so uh, what but, broke them apart? You know, I'm not even sure about that. I don't know. Pete Shelley going solo, maybe, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why they went solo. I mean. I obviously got into them after the fact because I was like nine when this album came out. I, I didn't hear it. So um, I don't really know the whole story, but uh, yeah, who knows? You know, who knows why bands... I think they were maybe not not selling as much or something um, mm-hmm. at that point. Who knows? Let's see. Let's see if we can find out through the magic of uh, Wikipedia. Let's see... Early years, signing to United, United Artists. Breakup, okay. Uh, the group disbanded in 81 when Shelley took up a solo career. Oh. Yeah, basically what you said. Okay, there you go. But the other guys are not, they, they aren't as well-known as Pete Shelley. No, not rep- really. Um, yeah. S- Steve Diggle, who's been in the band uh, all the way through, it, he and uh, and the drummer formed another band, Flags of Convenience. Um was he also in the Wiggles, or is it just a coincidence? I wish he was. Steve Diggle and the Wiggles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wonder if 
I, I'm sure the Buzzcocks aren't in the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they probably won't be. Maybe they will now that so, he's died. But there's a guy at work that's very like very into punk music, and there's another guy in, at work that's into all sorts of music, and they're both very upset that uh, Def Leppard got into the Rock and Roll Hall Hall, Hall of Fame. But I just kind of think of, and Devo didn't, and I just kind of think that uh, who cares. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know why people get upset about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's obviously and I and I have a very strong feeling that Devo is going to get in in 2020 when it's like their 40th anniversary because I think I think I don't think the voting is voting. I think it's just what's the best marketing uh, twist we can get in to get the band in this year. Yeah, but well, I might be wrong. I I don't know. The whole thing is like a travesty anyway. Who who cares? Like it's it's run by that Jan Wenner from Rolling Stone who's like permanently stuck in 1971. I think as far as his musical taste. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's all dumb. And I remember writing on a, there's some music critic I'm Facebook friends with, and he was talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and, uh, like the nominations for these people who should have been nominated a long time ago. And I was like, yeah, I look forward to, uh, Husker Du being nominated sometime in the 22nd century. <laughs> I just think it's, it's so dumb. Like, who cares? Like you said. Well, I like the idea of the museum. I just don't. I don't. I mean, first of all, I don't like how. I I I realize people get upset at who's not in there, but it's just it's not worth it. But I do like the idea of having like a, a place where a, a collected place where all these great things are in one place. Just I don't know. Yeah, no, that's cool. But the actual like the induction of the bands into the Hall of Fame is stupid. You don't even think they put it in a good concert. I don't know. I've watched a couple of the concerts. Well, you know, they only give them like three songs or whatever. I watched the one with when Rush got inducted. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. That was uh, Alex Lifeson, the guitar player, was pretty funny with his speech. So, how'd it get to Cleveland? Yeah, I don't know. Isn't the is the baseball Hall of Fame there? Nope, that's oh. in Cooperstown, New York. Oh, Cooperstown. That's right. Yeah, I don't know why Cleveland. What has Cleveland got to do with rock and roll? Nothing. Uh, although, is that where Devo's from? Is it? I didn't know that. I know they're from Ohio. Yeah, I just don't know where. Because um, they went to Kent State. I know that. Uh, and they were there for the, the shootings and stuff. Um, anyway, yeah, who cares? Uh, Buzzcocks. Yeah, so, and I think people like credit Buzzcocks. They're not the Buzzcocks, it's just Buzzcocks. Sorry. Um, no, is I wasn't. The Buzzcocks an entirely different thing. I wasn't correcting you. I don't think you said it. I just. Well, I was just pointing it out for our dumb listeners. Putting an early apology when I accidentally say the Buzzcocks. I know I say the Buzzcocks all the time too. Um, but is I mean, if it's just Buzzcocks, I would start a new band called the Buzzcocks and bring up all that realty money. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, or at least like piggyback off their name. Well, my get... first my first album is going to be called Greatest Hits. You're smart. That see. That's marketing. That's what this 21st century is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 22nd, whatever. credit them with uh, with like inventing pop punk, what they call, but which is kind of I don't know. It's it's a term that isn't very good because it brings to mind much worse artists. But you know they weren't all macho. Well, Pete Shelley was bisexual, which we'll talk about a little later. Um, and he said, even said he like specifically wrote for both genders, which was not what you think of when you think of like punk music. It's all pretty macho and manly, you know what I mean? 
Um, I mean, they had good politics, but it still was very aggressive and and testosterone driven a lot of it. Um, but yeah, that and I don't know when you when you hear that and you think about it, you're like, yeah, he was. I don't know, he was just a really good songwriter. And and a distinctive voice. But yeah, very distinctive voice. Uh, which, you know, he it changed when he got older and they they reunited and stuff a little like he couldn't keep that up much like Getty Lee of Rush but but still yeah um i don't know i just wanted to pay tribute to Pete Shelley let's listen to a couple songs uh first one was my pick uh i don't know i don't mind not i don't know how um i don't mind which is just super catchy and i love the uh the chorus to my mind. And his songs were all also a lot of, I mean, a lot of relationship songs, which was also different for punk. I mean, it is punk, I guess you would call it, but it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the normal British punk, which was all political and, and tearing shit down. It was like still the energy, but it was basically, romance songs or you know questioning mm. songs uh but also the style is this like it's like an action movie where you're stuck in a building and can't get out you're just running and running and running which is fun yeah it's totally fun music um which is the the pop part of it i guess um oh, i think it's also the punk part it is the punk part yeah the the speed of it yeah mm-hmm. uh and the yeah but let's uh let's just give a listen to i don't mind uh, my pick from the album. Reality's a dream. A game in which I seem to never find out just what I am. I don't know if I'm an actor or hell, a shaman or sham. But if you don't mind. All right, and uh, your pick, as I said, probably their most beloved song. Even uh, Fine Young Cannibals did a cover of this song. Sorry. But anyway, I listen to this song a lot because this was on the record I talk about a lot that I listen to all the time, the IRS yeah. Uh, these people are nuts, and it's it's a, it's it's a great song. I don't really have anything more to say than that. It's, no, I think it's, yeah. When when he died, and I was like reading the uh, the Twitter comments about him, um, almost everybody uh, referenced this song. And if you don't know it, you should. But here it is, and then it'll stick in your head forever. Uh, your song, and I think this was. I think this was like a coded 
gay song, but it also like you it could work for just anybody. Um, but I think that's what he wrote it about. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, ever fallen in love with someone you shouldn't have? Uh, here you go. stuff uh i think we're gonna keep this episode somewhat brief because pat's under the weather got a touch of the aids i think or the diabetes i don't know same thing nowadays modern medicine it doesn't matter what disease you have just go to big pharma and they'll solve it yay big pharma i love uh i love the all the conspiracy theories like big pharma big pharma like uh the alternative medicine thing isn't a huge fucking industry too yeah it's 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 so aggravating to be have to be on the side of big pharma all the time with these nut jobs i know sorry listeners oh i had a a a shout out to a listener because we got a good review oh we did i haven't checked for you know it it might have been like six months ago but i just noticed it the other day let me find the name Mm -hmm. so if he or she still listens we can say her name directly since we get so many reviews the good ones we we you know we should actually mention. We, we get so many bad reviews. Yeah, well, you bunch of dicks. They're warranted. They're all warranted. They're still dicks in my mind. They say things like Pat's voice is annoying. Pat doesn't know anything. John's really healthy. So I'm kind of I'm kind of think it's you writing the reviews that are so awful. But I have no way to prove that. And you never will. Damn it. Oh, shoot. I was looking for it, and I hit the wrong button. Now, this is what they complain about, isn't it? dude. <laughs> anyway, what were we saying? Oh, we're talking about... Uh, I actually have lost my train of thought. I lost your train of thought, too. You're all over the place, dude. Oh, I, w- I was just saying that you're under the weather, so we're going to... Oh, right, yeah. A bit of a brief episode, um, which is why we didn't do whole three songs from each album too um yeah but you liked uh did you you enjoyed the album overall oh yeah it's great yeah it's i mean like i said the the ever fallen in love i've heard a million times i loved it and the other stuff i think i've heard now and then not nearly as often um are you still looking for this goddamn review or did you give up on it oh i'm started looking again are we just gonna say screw you fan no, now, now, I, now that you said that, I have to look harder. I have to try so much harder to find it. 
we're not. We only uh, have like five reviews. How hard can it be? I, I don't know why it's so hard. I'm. I think maybe I'm not connected to the internet on this thing. Good one. <laughs> don't you? Aren't you like? Don't you major in computer science? Jesus Christ. Well, my just because my brain is connected to the internet doesn't mean these Apple devices are, and that's the only way you can read reviews is on the actual Apple device. For some reason, when I try to look it up on the computer, it never, never shows up. Or maybe I'm looking the wrong thing. I don't know. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Here, I'm gonna open up iTunes, and see if I can find it. My God, What's happening! You'll get, you'll get the credit. I think it's the same person who wrote to you and said what kind of philosopher you should listen to. Oh, yeah, could be. And I, you know what? She wrote me another email. It was right before I went on vacation, so I didn't reply, and now it's been like forever, so I gotta Great. reply again. I know, so that's probably gonna turn into a bad review soon. I'm just gonna revise it. Uh, Which you can do. I do it for all the shows. When they get like a rating above ours, I go back into the review I wrote previously and take five stars off and write something really nasty. Me too. I'm like, oh, now they're getting uppity. Ooh, I hope you didn't write that about. I know. See, you can't even think of a black podcast, racist. That's not racist. It was exactly what I was going to say, but then I didn't want to make the joke. That's uh, a good podcast. What? That's what it's called, right? That's not racist. Oh yeah, that's not. Yeah, yeah. Man, your mind is flipping all over the dial. Of course, iTunes takes five million years to open because it uses all the resources on your goddamn computer. Yeah, I guess reviews aren't available on... Emily Minerva was the one I was thinking of. Okay, yeah. On September 18th, 2018, she was nice enough to say, I like listening to this. Oh. That's quite the review, Emily Minerva. That's more than I expected. Two first names. Five stars. Minerva. There's a name you don't hear a lot anymore. I know of a dead cat of that name. No offense. Oh, now you're you comparing or, our listeners to dead cats. Well, I would like all of our listeners to be dead cats because then that we would have their undivided attention. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, now iTunes open, but what is the point? Goodbye, iTunes. Um, Wouldn't oh. it be nice if iTunes said goodbye back? I mean, that's coming. Pretty soon. Do you have any devices in your home that you can talk to, like Google Home or Amazon Dot or... Apple HomePod or whatever theirs is called. No, I just find that stuff super fucking lazy, dude. Just I can click I a button. I don't get it. Do you, I you just, just like talking to robots? I mean, I guess that's what it is. Well, I would like it better. Like when I say thank you, I wish the the device would say you're welcome, but they never do. Pretty and soon. And if I say shut up, I wish they would say you don't have to use that tone of voice with me, Patrick. But they never do. Yeah, they're not quite Westworld level yet. I, pretty soon, it's just going to be like for lonely people, which is everybody nowadays, they're just going to have like uh, robot friends that you can text and that they'll say nice things to you. So you always feel like you're loved, even though it's not a real person. I, I think it's so weird, like thinking about it. I think we all just can we admit we just don't like interacting with people that much like most people would much rather text than talk to somebody on the phone even though it's far easier to talk than to text it takes less time you don't have to type anything out but no let's text i don't want to have to hear your fucking voice jeez 
I, I, I'm not saying it's me. Really quite the I'm, I'm blaming all these millennials. Oh, your idea about the, I was just looking it up, the texting that you can text robots is actually the plot of a movie. Is it? The net? A little movie called Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot Directed about that little subplot. Francis Ford Coppola. What happened to him? They're doing a live, well, nope, not live, but they're showing uh, Cabin Boy at a theater near here. I'm really disappointed that it sold out, but I'm not super disappointed because it costs $35, but pretty disappointed. Adam Resnick and Chris Elliott are actually going to be present. Oh, yeah. We saw that here for Sketchfest a few years back with them present. Um, but it's weird. Like the write-up for it just said that they're going to be present. Not that they're going to talk or anything. They're just going to watch the movie with you, which is, well, that's nice. Adam Resnick is really bitter about that experience, man. <clears throat> I, every time I've heard him talk, I've, I've gotten that idea. Um, Chris Elliott was just on a, an episode of uh, Never Not Funny. It was pretty cool. I'll have to listen to that. He should go on Comedy Bang Bang, so it'll be on a podcast I like. Excuse me. Sorry, Jimmy Pardo. You don't get Pat Seal' approval. Well, I don't dislike him. I just never listen to his show. At least, at least you're not saying he's on that show that you love, the Mark Marin show. Oh, then yeah, I, I love really that show. Just, just like that. Oh, well, I would man. like that interview, the, the hard-hitting interview that Chris Elliott just def- deflects every single question. That would actually be pretty entertaining. Yeah. Mark Barron wouldn't know how to handle him. No, he really wouldn't. <laughs> oh, God. Mark. I haven't listened to Mark Maron in forever. I, I used to saw... listen when he had interesting people on that I wanted to hear, but even ne- but now I just don't even bother. What were you um, going to say? I, Chris Elliott was on Jimmy Kimmel recently, and he did a like a mock-up of the Ray Liotta commercials. <laughs> the smoking commercials or whatever? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he said, I never smoked before, but I, I thought he was so cool in those commercials, I started smoking. And then I had to take Chantex to get stop smoking. I love those Chantex. This can cause you to commit suicide and have night terrors and shit. I'm like, Fuck <laughs> it, just keep smoking. Jesus. Well, the... There's some dude did a like a parody YouTube where they they intercut things from Goodfellas into the Ch- Chantex commercials and that was pretty good. Um, you want to take a quick quick break? We'll come back with Pete Shelley. Shelley, sure thing. All right, we will be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. Could talk for whole days, but then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeple chasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Bram Stoker's creation. back with pete shelley homo sapien his first solo album these were not very far apart uh in years although they were they were different uh different presidential administrations first one was carter which oh i've never done my carter impression for you have i no does it sound like Bono? no no of course there's to remind me of each other but go ahead 
Now, here's my Carter impression. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Nope, that's wrong. And then... Last word is what's wrong. If you change it to rabbit, it's right, but... You oh, that's, I forgot. That UFO rabbit. Um, mm-hmm. But then this this Pete Shelley solo album, Homo Sapien, was during the Reagan years. Everybody does a Reagan impression. We all know it. Nagada. Thousand points of light. Can't finish. All right. All right. Uh, Isn't pink. that special? Schwing. Ah, oh, Reagan. You old. 1981, also the year the baseball strike. Oh, was it? A baseball? Yeah, that seems fair. I know those players were are really exploited. Um, yeah, but they're, they are millionaires, and they're going against billionaires, so I always support the lower person. Uh, I support thousandaires. Once you get into the millions, I really don't care about you. I do. So I just, wish they would, I just wish that those, like all the organized sports people who are in those unions would not cross the picket lines of other strikes. So like if the guy's selling hot dogs. Dude, you're dropping out. Strike, we're not playing. You better, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. dropping up. So I'm giving truth to power. That's why I'm dropping out. Or maybe because yeah. I'm playing with the wire. Union should uh, stick together. You got the hot dog vendors on strike because that's a powerful union. Hot dog vendors, local, eight seventy six. That would have been much funnier if you had gotten a way to make the eight sound like it was eating something. Oh, seven, like eight, seven nine. eight nine. Yeah, I should have. You know, it's not my fault. Hot dog vendors are dumb and can't uh, put the right numbers on their union. But anyway, Pete Shelley, Homo Sapien, nineteen eighty one. Uh, his first solo album, and much different from the Buzzcocks in that it's all like synth pop, basically. Yep, I think the Buzzcock stuff is much, much obviously more timeless. This yes. is just like taken right out of the '80s, and it's weird that there's there's a sound, there's sounds that are like I think that 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 punky pop, I guess you're calling it, it's called pop punk, whatever it's whatever that sound is is called is 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 it's not it's much harder to place. Than something like this, or even like there's songs from the '60s that are really easy to place. There's just something about that other sound that I guess is just used so much more yeah, over yeah. the years. Well, I, I think like guitar, bass, and drums is much harder to pin down than synth pop. Like when you hear this was yeah. released in '81, you're like, oh yeah, of course it was. Right, right. Um, although still pretty early on, onto the uh, synth pop shit. So mm-hmm. good for you, Pete Shelley. Um, it's yeah, a lot of people don't get it when they when they think of like the synth pop stuff being related to punk, but every like synth pop band of the time was like, oh yeah, it was punk that got me into music. Um, and it is similar in a way, like it's it's kind of do-it-yourself music. Like a lot of these bands didn't even know how to use synthesizers really. They just got them and like started making weird noises with them and <laughs> thought it was easy. Um, it's got some of the same spirit, and like when you think about the timeline, when all these synth pop bands came out, it was all after punk hit. So, um, yeah, it we, they're weirdly connected. Um, I just wish it was it, it didn't wasn't such a place in time. I wish there's I mean there there's still songs that come out nowadays that have lots of synth in it. I I just like when that happens. Yeah, I mean it is definitely of way more of its time than the Buzzcocks, but it's still. Um, Good, yeah. I'm not... Yeah, it's still got some 
catchy songs and stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. just and uh, mm-hmm. the first song, which was my pick, um, which was the big hit, uh, was even like a dance hit in the U.S. Strangely enough, although it was That's banned what... by the BBC. Why? Uh, homoerotic content. Did they not understand that Homo sapien is different than homosexual? Um, I'm sure they did, but then when you listen to the lyrics, it's pretty. Uh, Why would you listen to the lyrics? That's not know. what your job is, BBC. Nope, it sure isn't. Your job is it's to, to play make the songs. Doctor Who's make other entertaining shows for the rest of the world and go back to your little thing and, and avoid doing Brexit. That's is, it. Is Doctor Who good? I just can't. I've, I think I've seen like old episodes when they used to show it on PBS, and I just thought it was cheesy as shit. Um, I think I think those old ones are boring. Well, I did when I was a kid. I, the new one's pretty good. It's new. I mean, it's fun. But I've only seen this first season with Christopher Eccleston, and that was it's apparently the worst of the bunch. So it gets even better. Now there's a but woman. now they they ruined it with a woman, the social justice warriors from Britain. Ugh, How dare this! interdimensional time traveler be anything but a white man yeah i mean they're going against history well mm-hmm. good luck with that bbc uh british brexit contingent but yeah homo sapien i mean homo superior in my interior is not very subtle but it's <laughs> also i think like this was a pretty bold time to put out a musical statement like this um it's not like in 81, everybody was cool with the gays. <laughs> um, but it's still catchy as hell, I think. Uh, yeah, it's an awesome song. It's fun. And this one, this is one I actually heard, like, close to the time it came out. You know, it's, I think they play, probably played it on MTV or something in the early days. Who knows? I don't know how the fuck I heard it, but... Um, yeah, it sounded familiar. I'm sure I've heard it here or there, but it's I would not have been able to say who what who it was. Yeah, but, but then it's when so catchy, you, it sticks with you. Yeah, when you listen to the Buzzcocks and you hear the voice, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Homo Sapien, yay, good. Uh, a pro, a pro gay song from a punk dude. Pretty, pretty ahead of its time and just catchy dance music here you go well specifically 1981 dance music let's not put it in the broader field because like you said it's it's definitely from that period um but here is homo sapien by pete shelley Skin I'd I'm homo sapien. 
Your choice was Keskase Kasa. Bunch of Moonman frog language. I don't know why he decided I, to use that. I thought it was catchy like everything else. It is. Yeah. Um, like you listen to it once and the chorus gets stuck in your fucking head. <laughs> and I think of this album, this might have, it's, it uses lots of synths, but I, don't, I feel like it didn't, no, it still does. I don't know. It, it didn't feel as synth heavy as the other songs. Yeah, well, it seems like it has guitar in there, although it might be a synthesized guitar. I can't really tell. Um, but yeah. It's just a little bit different than the rest of the album. I mean, I like the album, but this one I liked a little bit more. Yeah, well, it's it also kind of like, it's not quite so straight ahead as Homo Sapien. It's got like a bunch of little musical like detours that it takes. Mm-hmm. throughout it like adds stuff and and goes in different places instead of just being you know your basic four four like and and the verse is basically the same as the chorus kind of thing um yeah no it, it's got a bunch of chord changes and stuff it's a really cool song and uh for those of you who don't speak moon man frog uh it means what is that and then he answers with the same thing also in french uh <laughs> But it's it's another one it's another one of those like questioning it kind of is like talks about you know religion and your place in the universe and stuff, which is cool like cool that it was released as a single. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's let's just listen to it. Cascasse uh, Casa by Pete Shelley. Here you go. Shelley, now he has resigned to the dustbin of history. Jeez, we shall never speak of him again. Can he be in a nicer spot than the dustbin? Can he Put be in, in the like flower the pot, altar of history, the thing above the fireplace of history, the mantle? That's not under the earth. Well, now we're getting into geology, which we've promised not, never to do on this show again. After I've the never promised that. great geology debate of. 14 um yeah no i i just uh i appreciate him he's a good songwriter by all 
accounts a nice guy. Uh, so did he do like he he was solo for a long time and then he got back together? Did he do any other like side projects or did, like movies or anything like that? You know how some of those guys do. Yeah, no, not that I know of. Um, I think he did his solo thing and then went back to the Buzzcocks, and huh. and that was his whole career. Um, Shelley was open about his bisexuality. Um, all right. Yeah, there's there's nothing interesting actually in this thing. Oh, he moved to Estonia in 2012. That's a preferring interesting a choice. Hectic pace there to London. Huh. Estonia. I didn't even know that was still a place. I got swallowed that, up like Bohemia or something. Is that where the the foreign exchange student in The Simpsons came from? Oh, was it? I thought it was France. Oh no, you're right. He Bart went to France. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Estonia. I think about keeping the a low Simpsons profile. Sometimes where I watched it long after most people stopped. But I've stopped, and it's still going. And that's been a long time since I stopped. Yeah, same here. I know. I, I see it, you know, because it's on right before Bob's Burgers, which I watch, um, but I don't actually watch it. I, I'll, I'll watch Bob's Burgers on Hulu, so I don't even know that it exists. It's, it's so funny. I should like once in a while. I try to watch the Halloween episodes some years, but I, I forget about it. It's just the the. What I always complain about is those Fox shows on Sundays. I never watch them because of the football makes it so if I tape them and they get all ruined. Football. Wait, you you watch football too? Oh no, you. It's I see. Yeah, because you're East Coast, it fucks it all up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I might watch football. That's none of your business. It really. I'm not is. here to discuss discuss that particular thing. But even if I did, it doesn't matter. It's, it's that's not what I'm complaining about. Well, I know you're a baseball guy, but do you watch football or basketball or anything? Yeah. I watch football, and I definitely like basketball, especially the team in Philadelphia. The players are very fun now. Oh, Philadelphia has a team? Yes. They don't have a WNBA team, which really disappoints me because I last year I, I was watching the WNBA finals, and it was super fun. And I was like, next year I'm going to go to a game, and I realized that I had to go, I'd have to travel like 300 miles to go to a game. New York must have a WNBA. DC, right? I don't know. I, maybe, but not Philadelphia, which I think there should be. Anyway, the, the Sixers have some players that are fun. Like Joel, Joel Embiid is a really funny guy. So they're fun to watch. The six, what, That's the 76ers? Correct, which I think is one of the better names in sports. What a weird, what a weird uh, way to abbreviate it. Although, I mean, not as weird as Pete for Peter. Like, you just take off one letter. Pete. Well, how about... Jack for John. That makes no sense at all. I hate when people call him Jack Kennedy. Oh, my God. Do people ever call you Jack? Uh, when I was in 10th uh, grade, our, uh, and, you know, in the, the first day of school in, like, algebra or whatever math class I was in, they, she said, if you want to go by something else, uh, please let me know. And I told her my name was Jack, and she called me Jack all year. She thought I went by Jack. Never went by Jack. I was just fucking with her. And she would call me a lot of times and I would not answer. <laughs> That's really not an effective way to, to, to mess with someone by saying when they ask you what name you want to be called, say something different. Doesn't that, doesn't seem especially effective. No, it was pretty stupid. Um, I mean, it was no Mike Hunt, which I, you would occasionally hear in school and you would just think, how can teachers not be wise to this by now? But 
Maybe they were, and they enjoyed it just as much as the students. They probably as did. I would. Uh, all right, we're done with Pete Shelley. I think we're going to do a Christmas episode next. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's been a crazy time with uh, with vacations and uh, the holidays and, you know, this economy. In this economy? But, uh, but yeah, we're going to try to do a, a Christmas one before. I guess it would be right before Christmas. So uh, suck it to those of you who are complaining about our our intermittent schedule. We'll try Did to Emily Minerva complain? No, oh. not Emily Minerva. Oh, thank God. No, it was uh, it was Elise. Oh, fuck, I can't think of a Minerva-like name. Anyway, who cares? We don't, you know, complain all you want. That's what that's what this country was founded upon: complaining. Oh, the British are taxing us. <laughs> Bunch of pussies. Uh, recommendations. Asians, Asians, Asians. Do you want to go first? Because I'm still trying to think of one. Sure. Speaking of the BBC and the British, I'm going to recommend The Great British Bake Off, which is a sweet little show that is... Ah, that's a pun. Hey. In spite of myself, I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't usually like reality shows in general, but I really like how nice this is. It's. I think I, in the past I might have recommended making it. It has Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. Yeah. And basically, uh, making it ripped off uh, Great British Bake Off. It's exactly the same format. Got the people come in, they help each other. They're in a. Te- yeah, it's just very, very similar to that. And if you like making it, you will love Great British Baking Off. Yeah, we need more nice shows. Um, speaking of nice shows, did you watch the... Are you caught up on The Good Place? Yeah, that is such a good show. Uh, I can't can't get over how it keeps getting better. I know. That Darcy Carden episode was crazy. Yep, yeah. I, I don't think... I think it's probably Mike Sher's best show, but I don't think it's his funniest show. No, it's it's got too much... Um, plot to be just yeah. strictly funny, but yeah, I think Parks it is and Rec still is funny. Funnier. It's still funny, and I laugh every episode. But I think Parks and Rec is a funnier show. But good, good, the Good Place is the, the his best show, and it's it's so good. I can't I can't wait to see what the Good Place is like. Spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, God damn, I really don't have much to recommend. You know, I'm gonna I'll recommend a comic. There's only been one issue, so. Uh, it might end up sucking, but for, I like the first issue. It's called Prodigy. Have you heard? Mark Millar. Anyway, it's about this guy who um, can learn anything like faster than anybody else. So he's like, he can be an awesome sports dude or he can like jump the Grand Canyon on a motorcycle and all this shit. But then, uh, then the CIA wants to recruit him for something um anyway that's the that's the premise of the first issue and it's uh it was enjoyable so i like mike mike i like mark millar's stuff but he has a tendency to create characters who like i think in his mind if someone had superpowers they would just be jerks and every book seems like he i think he also did the um the jackass or kickass kickass yeah yeah which i don't care for yeah and he's just over the top in the violence with those. And then there's other, there's, it's sometimes when he doesn't, like, it seems like when he lets himself go too far, I don't like it. But when he doesn't, it's good. So 
Yeah, this one I don't seems know if more just... low key, at least the first good. issue. So that's good. Yeah, I'll have to check. I do like his like his storytelling is very good. I just sometimes he takes the like the Kingsman is a similar way where it's just like over the top violence, over the top sex, and it's just like all right, let's let's take it back a couple notches. Yeah. But then he has another series where uh, the the character is a, a, a got his superpowers from like. Anyway, it's it's much sweeter. I don't want to give too much away. I just realized if I would describe the story, I would give them too much away. But anyway, I'll I'll look for it. Yeah, this okay. one this one seems not that so far. Anyway, I mean, who and can if tell? if it's been written recently, that means it's going to uh, conceivably be, be a Netflix show. Yeah, that's true. Which oh, they canceled Daredevil, which I don't really care about. So I guess Jessica Jones is the only one still going. Is that correct? Did I lose you? Again? Just. I don't know. I, can you hear me now? Yeah. I th- I think they're they're uh, they're just ahead. wiping they're wiping the slate clean, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh well, I guess. I, I mean, I think Punisher still has another one coming. I know that uh, Daredevil, like you said, and uh, what's the bad one that nobody liked? Yeah, Luke Cage. I got yeah. I no, no, people. I like Luke. Not Luke. Like... God damn it, Iron Fist, whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah, Iron Fist got canceled. Luke Cage got canceled. So, I, like you said, Jessica Jones and the Punisher, all that's left, which is too bad. Well, I guess. But yeah, they they paid a ton of money to get everything Mark Millar made. So maybe this project is going to become a show. Well, Disney's going to do their streaming service, right? And yeah, but I don't think that the, that's going to be like more PG rated. I don't think the stuff like Daredevil is going to go over there. That's but might true. Be... Disney, but but they might do more Marvel stuff, just more lamer marvel stuff when they get their thing going well they're definitely doing a show with uh loki from thor and they're doing a show with quicksilver and scarlet witch yeah i think or maybe no no it's scarlet witch and vision oh vision would be cool and then then they have the star wars stuff so they have it might be worth buying i don't know we'll see oh i'm not gonna buy anything disney I'd like to get the CBS All Access before the Picard. I mean, when the Picard show comes, because I really want to see what Michael Chabon does with television. Picard? Yeah, there's the CBS All Access. There is a Picard show coming in. The showrunner is Michael Chabon. Wait, but is it actual it's Picard? Patrick Stewart. It is. Patrick oh, Stewart. cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are ways to watch those things without having to pay these idiot companies. I've said too what? much. Do you sneak into people's houses and use their subscription? Yes, while lounging in their uh, hot tub. Recommendation? No, we already did that. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Oh no, our connection is poor. Can you hear me? Can you hear I can me? hear you perfectly fine. Okay, I can hear you now. What the fuck is going on with Skype? Uh, yeah, write to us at popculturecontinuum.gmail.com. Uh, rate us highly on iTunes. Like Much like Emily Minerva. Good friend Emily. Who should um, write us to our email address and tell us what she likes about the show, and then she'll be a guest. Yeah. Yeah, you just come on, talk about whatever uh, dumb thing suits you. It won't be dumb. It probably won't be dumb. Well, it'll be dumb once we get involved with it. Nope. Um, uh, like us on Facebook, and most importantly... Tell your stinky, stinky friends to listen. And your fine-smelling friends. We don't care. Yeah, I mean, I prefer the stinky ones, so I feel more at home with them. But if you have friends who smell good, you can tell them, too. We'll allow it. Uh, 
So, Christmas episode next. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.